You are listening to Life Improvement Radio on the Helium Radio Network. Hey everybody, welcome back to another exciting episode of Aaron's Opinion, the podcast for blind people where we speak about critical issues in the blindness community from all over the world. And my name is Aaron Richmond. Today's episode will definitely be one of those Buenos Dias types of episodes, but I'll get to that in a moment, okay? So, most, uh, let's go over some uh, good information to know about Aaron's opinion, as I like to say. So, follow Aaron's opinion on Instagram at Aaron's Opinion, at A A R O N S O P I N I O N, or Aaron's Opinion 6 at gmail.com. A A R O N S O P I N I O N 6 at gmail.com. 1240-681-9869. 1240-681-9869. That number is to join the public WhatsApp group or you want to get in touch with the show either way. You can, of course, follow on Twitter. Follow on the Facebook page. Comment below there. Comment below on YouTube. Watch on YouTube. All of that. Most of you, by the way, watch on YouTube. Okay? All right. And, of course, consider becoming a patron on the Patreon page as well. We appreciate all the support. And however you choose to get in touch with Aaron's opinion, please do so. Please get in touch. Let me know what's going on. Now for today's guest. We want to say, of course, thank you to our great friend, Not not that one, not Radwan Mednini for today. We want to say thank you, Marco Gallo, for suggesting that I contact Alvaro, Alvaro Gutierrez from Colombia. Alvaro um, Gutierrez is basically a blind man in his 40s. He's had a very, very interesting life. He's a podcaster, he's an activist, he's an advocate. He talks to people, educates people, has a show. He does a lot of the same things that I do. He had a very beautiful story. He has a big heart and just a beautiful, beautiful personality for him to share his story with the universe. And I could not have been more appreciative. He did a magnificent, magnificent job. He was a little a little shy, maybe, right? A little shy and nervous when we kind of got into it at first. Um, but really, he did he did fine. Um, and uh, we basically talked about his life. It's just his life experience and all the different projects that, he, that he's working on and his experience in the United States. And his experience in the United States leads to the title of the episode today. Um, but anyway, he definitely check, check out his website and YouTube channel. Um, I'll have to ask him what he would like me to put in the description. I'm sitting here recording the intro and... I'm not, I kind of forget, I'm not entirely sure what I'm going to set up for the description, uh, but I'll either put his website, um, but more than likely, actually, I'll put his YouTube channel because his website is in Spanish, uh, seems to be um, only in Spanish, which is great because he's Colombian, so that would make sense. But anyway, yeah, um, and anyway, when Alvaro was in New York City uh, doing some very interesting work, he had a very interesting experience. So, of course, I'm going to tell you what the episode is called. But let me just first say that the following episode of Aaron's Opinion was recorded on the 15th of April at 1200 New York. You could be listening to Aaron's Opinion from Colombia, where we do have listeners now. And really, any country, any any corner of the globe can listen to Aaron's Opinion every day of the week. But um, this was just another beautiful, beautiful, beautiful episode today. Really enjoyed the, just such a wonderful conversation. And now let's say that it's Thursday, it's 12 o'clock, which means it's time to listen to Alvaro's Pet Rat right here on Life Improvement Radio on the Helium Radio Network. I'm Philip Anderson from Against the Odds, the human interest by a monthly motivational podcast which celebrates the lives of those who have conquered in the face of adversity. For more ways to listen and to request to be a guest, visit www.againsttheoddspodcast.com.
Welcome back, everybody, to Aaron's Opinion. Um, and I would just like to take this time and say, Alvaro, thank you so much for joining me today, as always. First question, as I ask everyone from, from around the world, and then I want you to just dig into it, take the conversation in any direction you want. So, by the way, who is Alvaro Gutierrez? Go right ahead. Well, thank you so much, Aaron, for having me on. My pleasure. Who am I? That's a great question for our listeners. <laughs> okay, um, I'm 47. I was born here in, in Bogota, the capital of Colombia in South America. Uh, we are only about four hours away from Florida and six hours away from New York City. And I have a visual impairment. I have retinitis pigmentosa. And my, you, my, yeah, probably, I would say almost 20 years of my life, I spent in Europe when I was about one year old. I moved with my family, my parents and my brother to Europe. Um, specifically, we ended up in Barcelona, in Spain. And in Spain, I did my bachelor's degree. And after that, I, I came back to Colombia when I was about almost 20 years old. And my life changed a lot, uh, not only because I came back to Colombia, a country I never knew before, really, uh, but also because I was diagnosed with retinitis pigmentosa, and it was a life-changing uh, moment for me. So uh, do you want me to go on? Yes. Okay. Well, what can I say? I mean, it was a roller coaster ride, of course. Um, right. A lot of ups and downs. And, well, I started researching online when I was diagnosed because the retinologist didn't know much about it. The ophthalmologist, who was a general, you could say, um, ophthalmologist who was not specialized in retina, didn't know much about it. And most people didn't know much about it around the world. We're talking about the year 1994 or so. So I went online. I found the Foundation of Finding Blindness. And that was very important for me because I started understanding better my eye disease and that I was not alone. And many people had it. And I made many good friends from that moment on. And I can say that Stephanie uh, is one of the friends that I have right now. And it's been for a long time since we met on a message board on the FFB website. And it's beautiful when you know you are not alone in something like this. Um, so well, you know, I had the support of my grandfather who was a medical doctor. And, you know, after dealing with that and learning how to cope with that situation and that vision loss at 20 years old, I started moving on and, and understanding how life works um, and, and how my faith in God would help me overcome the situation. And, and at the end, Aaron and for our listeners be able to help other people as well. And I guess my optimism and my upbeat personality has helped me along the way. Um, it's hard for me to find moments where I have cried about it. Have I done it? Yes, of course I did. But have I done it a lot of times? No, I haven't. Um, maybe because I understood that it, it would be tough not to see much in a very visual world we live in. But at the same time, I feel it, okay, you have lemons, you make lemonade, right? <laughs> so you have other senses and you have other ways of enjoying life other than just seeing. And I have to say, Aaron, that I know that a treatment is coming. And if it didn't come, it would be okay. But don't ask me why. A few years ago, I felt 
that God told me, you know what, you are going to recover your sight someday. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to be mad at that because I saw <laughs> for many years. <laughs> and so to see, again, good and be bad. And, and listeners may be thinking, okay, what is he missing the most about sin? Okay, I'm going to tell you. It's going to be easy. Number one, of course, my family and friends. Number two, the eyes of women. Um, I had this, like this connection when I saw the eyes of a woman. It's like you connect somehow mentally, I guess. I don't know, something difficult to say. I miss that a lot. Um, I miss, I, I love movies and I miss seeing the movie itself. Um, yes, audio description helps, but sometimes I wish I, I would be able to see the action. You know, it's like when I saw Terminator with audio description, and the guy doing the audio description says, the tall guy is beating up the small guy. You know, and I was like, <laughs> give me a break. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah, it, it didn't make it for me. Um, so some of those things you say, I miss that. But, you know, there are other things that have made my life full again, you know, like being able not to judge so much because, let's face it, in a visual world, it's so easy. You know, you meet this person and, and you say, oh, this person is this, this person is that, based on what you are seeing about that person. And God has helped me understand life is not about judging. It's about accepting people and being always, you know, understanding how different people bring so many different things to their life. And nobody's better than anybody, you know, and nobody's less than anybody. And if someone is this way or the other way, it doesn't make a difference at the end. What matters is, what is the insight of that person? And the other thing, Aaron, that I have learned is that nobody's perfect, of course, and we have to take the best out of everybody. And what I'm trying to say is some people, people say, oh, that person is terrible. Well, get to know that person and understand that person. And the other thing is put yourself in their shoes. Because sometimes, Aaron, People say that person has a very bad character. Yeah, okay. Go back in life and live their life for them. And then see what would happen to you if you did. In other words, boy, it's easy to prejudge. Boy, it's easy to say, oh, my God, that person is rude and blah, blah, blah. Sometimes even very rude people, you can find something really good about them. And you can also make them smile if you try. I have a lot of friends in my life, Aaron, that we don't agree in many things. We are in a very different political aisle and we think differently because I may be Catholic and they don't believe in God, etc., etc., etc. Yet we are still friends who respect each other's views. And I do believe we need more of that in the world. Because when you go to social media, boy, you see a lot of angry people saying, oh, my God, Trump is this, Biden is this, blah, blah, blah. And they say, give me a break. Let's be more about people and less about if you tolerate or not an idea. Because we all are different. And we will never be agreeing in everything. It's impossible. But you know what? We need to live together, whether you like it or not. So why not be more united in, you know, that angerness and in, 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 in that part of you that says, oh, my God, I am infuriated. You need to get a massage, do some yoga, and you know what? Understand better what we are doing in this planet because life is very short for our listeners. You know, during this pandemic, I have met so many people who have lost their father, their mother, their brothers, their sisters, 
in doing what, Aaron? All that angerness, all that, oh my God, this, oh my God, that. For what? For nothing. And some of them say on social media, oh my God, I regret I didn't say I love you. Oh my God, I regret I was so angry at them. That's right. And you should, because life is not about that. And, well, I can go on, not for one hour, probably for six hours, my friend. So um, please let me know what I can say more or not. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. I appreciate you saying all of that, um, Alvaro, because <clears throat> I think that th this is exactly, you know, I'm a young person, I'm 30 years old, and this is exactly what people my age and younger need to be hearing, you know. So thank you. You're absolutely right. Um, and you're, you're right to be frustrated because oftentimes I agree with you. Social media um, seems to be a very, a place that seems to, in my opinion, foster at times immaturity out of people. And that it's a very concerning fact of our society. That is a very, a very frustrating thing. But you're right. Basically, be the bigger person. And you, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, and, the, you know, the other thing that I'm noticing is, well, I, I'll tell you a little bit more. Um, I'll tell you a little bit more about about me. Um, sure. Which is that I was, uh, uh, which is that I happened to be born blind. You know, I grew up, you know, I was born blind with glaucoma and a congenital heart defect. So I think one of the things that is really, really difficult for me to understand is what it must be like to, you know, to lose your vision as an, as an older person, as an adult, you know, I understand what you say when you say you lost your vision, but philosophically, I can never understand that concept because it's completely foreign to me. So you see the difference, the interesting part is that, you know, we, you know, we're, we're very different in, in a philosophical sense in that I never had to adjust to blindness and you had to adjust to a lot more things. Being blind, coming back to a country that you never really knew in the first place. You know, I have, I mean, you know, I have a relatively challenging life, which is true, but so did you, so do you, so do we all. So, you know, that's, that's truly the fact behind it. Um, so the other, you know, the other thing that really, that really I want to highlight and really want to to focus on is so, you know, after the fact, as we say, it's more important to say what, what, what actions we take in life and things like that. So I've come to understand that you've done a lot of advocacy work around the world and that you've built probably a website and a business and a whole life philosophy about advocacy work uh, all over, probably all over Latin America and all over the world. Talk about that for a bit. Well, it's it's very interesting what you say, Aaron, because you're absolutely right. Let me make a little comment about what you said, because I have other friends, and I say other because now I consider Aaron my friend for our listeners, um, and I hope we can build on that, Aaron. Absolutely. Um, because I like your perspective in life and, and your decency that I can feel, and it's, I'm, a, I'm a very intuitive person for our listeners, so I, I know I'm right. Anyhow, um, some some friends that I have, they were born um, blind like Aaron. And, and I said to one of them, because in my family, we have more than 15 people who are visually impaired from, from, from RP, you know. Um, yeah. So having so many people in your life who have RP and who have been visually impaired since birth, it's... It's really important to, to understand many things. And some of them were born blind as well. And what I say to them and to my friends is, yes, it's hard to adjust. But first of all, there's not a better time to be blind, for sure, thanks to technology. And actually, because people are getting more educated about eye diseases and eye problems and disabilities in general, thanks to the ADA in the U.S. and other things like that happening around the world. So we are lucky in a sense because of that. But some people who were born blind in the 50s, like uncles that I have in the 60s, in the 70s, they didn't have that. 
So they had to maneuver, they had to manage in a very sided world as well, but they had more discrimination. They didn't have the technology at their disposal, and they have to overcome many, many things because they didn't have many materials available to them. Yes, granted, you had Braille in many occasions, but other than that, you didn't have possibilities that we have today. So on and all, we all have faced similar challenges in a way. So I wanted to mention that. Um, now, in terms of advocacy, well, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, I guess, coming from a family from so many um, challenges in, in, in the disability world, you could say, uh, not only blindness, but all disabilities as well. Um, I, I did understood that I had to spoke. You know, I had to, to to be able to stand up and say, hey, this is happening to me. And you know what? It's okay. And so my advocacy began online for many years. Um, when I started my podcast in 2011, uh, I remember, and if Jackie Meek listens to this one, and, and, and I hope she does, she was one of the first people I met. She didn't have a disability, but she was advocating for people with a vision impairment in the United Kingdom. And then I met Julie Rondan. Julie Rondan, a great friend of mine from Texas. She has RP. She has been a great leader in the community. We became very good friends and started like a snowball and start growing. And my podcast began to, to be listened from, from around the world, really. And it began being my vehicle for advocacy and still is 11 years after that. And I met so many people, you know, like Ed Plumacher from New York City. Many people know Ed. Um, and we became very good friends and we have met many times in New York City. And by that, I learned that I, I, I had to do some advocacy also in Colombia locally. And I did that especially through participating in projects for people with vision impairments here. I became a member of an um, organization for the blind as well locally. And also what I did was I reached out to some ophthalmologists and optometrists locally and I said to them, if you have a patient who is struggling right now with a vision loss, well, you can send it to me, and I'll be able to help them a little bit in terms of motivation and in terms of utilizing my life experience to help them understand that it's not the end of the world, it's the beginning of a new one for them. So I have been doing that for many years. Um, I have also, and this is beautiful, Aaron, for our listeners. I learned English on my own. Uh, I didn't go to college for our listeners. Um, I um, I had a two-year technical degree in tourism and hotel management from a, an academy here in Colombia, and that was that. Um, but my love for life and, 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 and learning and digging and, and, and researching made me want to learn English. And if you are and ask me why English, I would say Michael Jordan. And people would say, huh? Well, he became my biggest idol when I was growing up in Spain. And I wanted to understand uh, when he was talking about basketball and things like that, and I was able to, I'm not going to say meet him in life like meet-meet, but I was able to see him playing when my sight was good enough. In Barcelona, he came to play a basketball game, and I was like, I would say five, six meters away from him. I will never forget that, Aaron, for listeners. And so English became a, a wonderful part of my life, um, how did I learn a little bit of English while well, listening to other, other people speaking English? Um, television, especially. I will never forget the first time I started learning English and I got very motivated about it was watching the ABC News 
with Peter Jennings. Peter Jennings, um, who passed away a few years ago, was a great Canadian journalist. And I was fascinated by the wonderful English that he spoke. He was raised in the United Kingdom. He was very well educated. He dressed very well. He was very articulated, and I loved the way he, he spoke. And so when I was having breakfast in the mornings in Spain, I'm talking about the year 1993, I would see the news, and below it would be the subtitles in Spanish. And at that time, I was able to read them okay and, and understand what he was describing. So that was the beginning. So, you know, you forward many, many years later, um, I have been a few years teaching basic English, especially conversation kind of thing, to some Latinos who are blind. I have had clients in Chile, Mexico, and Colombia. And it's beautiful, Aaron, because I didn't know people from Chile. You know, and, you know, you say, okay, people are so different everywhere, but at the same time, we are alike, and we want the same things, and, 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 and we really have similar dreams. And so it's been a great experience for me. And it's interesting, Aaron, I haven't taught English only to people who are blind, all society people. And it's interesting when they know that I, I don't see much, and they say, oh, you're teaching me. Oh, interesting. You know, they start to understand things they didn't know about the world they saw in me, you know, <laughs> because sometimes the people who see, they think they know everything and they, they don't know so much, right? Like we, you know, nobody knows everything. So being able to exchange experiences is super important in, in this world so diverse. Um, so I have been doing that. Um, as part of the advocacy, I have been teaching the basic use of the iPhone to people who are losing their sight. What happens here, and you may be thinking, yeah, but the iPhone is super expensive. Yeah and no. I have to say that has changed. I mean, the iPhone SE 2020 is, I, I believe, people will correct me, I think it's about $400 or so. Um, and there are many other devices that start in that price range as well. So it's not as much now the difference in the gap between the iPhone and Android devices in, in terms of cost. I mean, some organizations help you get one. Of course, in Latin America, it's harder. That is possible. In Argentina, they help sometimes get a device um, because they understand the iPhone still is number one in accessibility, although Android is getting there for sure, thanks to Google. Um, so I have been doing that too. And in advocacy also, I have been doing many conferences in Colombia. And when I was in New York City, I did some conferences as well uh, to people to raise awareness about disabilities. And I went to the Colombian consulate in New York City, and I gave a talk about the importance of finding who has a disability in the tri-state area, in the Colombian population, and how are we able to help them out with services? And they created a program for them based on my talk, Aaron, which makes me very proud because the, the consul person in, 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 in New York said to me, listen, uh, we were not aware of the importance of finding out who has a disability in the Colombian population in New York. We, we didn't think that was important. So we're gonna create a program for them. And you know that has been going on for a few years and sometimes they have kept me updated about that. Um, I don't know how it's going. It was a few years ago when I lost track of that um, because I was still working in New York for RBM site, the organization I worked for two years there until I, I had to resign. And I resigned that because you know there was not a way to get a, a work visa from them. They, 
it was a small organization. But I learned so much. I have so many friends from that experience, Aaron. And I have to say, you have to be, to, to, to dream big um, always because you never know what's going to happen next. And I say that because people sometimes said, you know what, you don't have a college degree. You don't have a certification in English. How in the world, at 40 years old, because I was 40, are you going to get a job in the United States? It's impossible. It was not impossible. And um, everyone may be thinking, okay, how did you get that job? Okay, I'm going to tell you. Um, <laughs> so actually, actually, no, I wasn't. No, I wasn't thinking that. But, but I can, I can, oh, I sorry. can. I know, I know how you, because you're, you're a great person. That's how you got the job. You deserve a job like that to be able to help so many people. You're, you're a kind person. You're aware of other people. That's one thing that really jumps right out at me, guys. You really, you know, Alvaro, you really, you really connect with the person. And just your kindness, oh, Aaron. your kindness sneaks, well, seeps right through very... to me. <laughs> They're very kind as well, my friend. And, and for our listeners, I get so excited. Um, you will excuse me, but I get excited about mm-hmm. expressing myself. Um, what fun. happened was that um, through my podcast, um, the founder of Art Beyond Sight um, listened to the show, and she sent me a message on social media and said, you know what, I would like to talk to you. Uh, I like your attitude. I like the fact that you are able to communicate in English and you are able to communicate in Spanish and that you have a disability. And I would like to talk to you. So, you know, when I saw Aaron that she was from New York, I got super excited because I love For listeners, it was the first place I went in the United States. And it's truly a love of my life, I have to say, you know? So I said, oh, my God, this is like the law of attraction working for me, you know? And so I talked to her. Uh, we connected very well on the phone. And she explained what the organization was all about. And I was getting even more excited. <laughs> and she said, so <laughs> would you mind, Alvaro, if you come to New York City to work with us, understanding, Alvaro, that you need to prove your skills first. And I said, it would be my pleasure. And she said, but there's no deal yet. You need to have an interview with my right-hand person. If you pass that interview, you're going to come. And I said, okay, bring it up, you know? And so we had the video interview. We connected very well, this person and I. And actually, we became friends, Aaron. And so um, I I went for a three-month internship to New York City to work for them. And locally enough, and I say locally enough, well, I had to work harder. Yeah, I know. But I say, look, and God, of course, I would say luck that comes from God. Um, after the three months internship, um, and I will never forget that because those are those pivotal moments in your life when they tell me, uh, come to our office, we need to talk. And I was like, oh, my God, what did I do? Right? <laughs> and she says, well, you did great, Alvaro. Uh, we want to hire you. And I was like, is this a joke or is this real? It's true. Oh, my God, really? Why? <laughs> and they were laughing and say, well, you're good. And he said, <laughs> oh, I'm good. Well, yeah, okay, I'm good. I'm good, yeah. Yeah, that's true, I'm good. And so <laughs> I, I started... <laughs> I started working for them, and um, it's 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 one of those moments, Aaron, when you say, if you really believe, if you dream and you do things right, 
you're going to be able to do anything. And you know what, Aaron? You know what um, one of the people working there says about me? Passion is big for you. Uh, maybe it's your Latino part. <laughs> but that passion of doing things, you know, helps you a lot. Um, and so it, it was a wonderful experience for me. Um, I was able to participate at the ADA uh, 25. Uh, we were able to walk across New York City at the first ever disability pride parade. And the mayor of New York City, de Blasio, was there working with us, you know. Um, it was a wonderful experience, and I was able to do a podcast for Albion site where I would do interviews with important people in the disability community in English across the United States. And doing that podcast made me realize how important in life is to communicate, Aaron, because, yeah, granted, I don't have a college degree, and I know most people in the United States always get a college degree, and, and I understand the importance of that. And, and for our listeners, I'm going to study many things in life. I'm, I may be 47, but boy, I have so many things I want to do, and I'm going to do them if God allows, you know? And studying many things is one of them, you know? Um, but I have to say, when I understood that having communication skills was critical for me, I became proud of that fact, Aaron, you know? Um, people telling me, I want to be on your show. I want to be on your podcast that you're doing for our Beyond site. Or I want to be on your LBB show that you do as a hobby. Um, oh, my God. I have had so many interesting people on my show. And by the way, Aaron is going to be on my show, right? I would be honored. Abs absolute, absolutely, yes. I cannot wait for that oh. day when I get to be. You know, because actually, and you, you understand it. It's a lot more fun. It's a lot more, it's equally interesting to be the guest on someone else's podcast as it is to have the honor of being a host of your own. So I, I appreciate both sides of the story. But I do want to ask you um, to focus a little bit more because I, I, I love talking about podcasting. You know, that's one of my things. That I just love to talk about it. So talk more directly about, so what is your podcast? Where can they find it? How do you organize your podcast? What's your what's your podcast flavor? How do you approach podcasting? Because I've only been doing this for two or three years. You're you're much more knowledgeable than me. So tell us more about the the podcast. Only about the podcast itself and how you engineer that. Go right ahead. Thank you so much, Aaron, for that question. Yes, I have to say for our listeners, if you have something to say, in my view, having your own podcast is a wonderful vehicle to express yourself, share your thoughts, and have people on that has a lot of knowledge that can bring to the table and spread the word about advocacy and educate people and so many other things. So when I began in 2011, I would talk about everything. Um, so it didn't have a direction as such. I was talking about Madonna <laughs> and values and morals in society in the 21st century, things like that. Then a few months after that, the same year in 2011, I switched to talking about blindness, visual impairments, and the like. Um, so what I focus on, um, always have been focusing on, is seeing the bright side of life. And I bring people that have a story to tell. Uh, I have focused a lot on technology. I have brought people from Blind Square, Sendero GPS, TapTapC, Voice Dream Reader, and um, who else? Well, so many other people um, from around the world who does a good job in accessibility, especially in mobile applications for blind people. So I do interviews about that. Um, I interview people, regular, ordinary people as well, that have a story 
maybe a father, a mother, a son, a couple, a someone who got a new guide dog and wants to tell what it's like to have a guide dog, people who are getting into college again after losing their sight, people, Aaron, who lost their sight in a heartbeat. Um, I have a story of someone who was actually in a, I believe it was in a restaurant or, or a pub or a bar or something like that in the U.S. He was trying to help someone. Um, they were arguing and someone shots at him and he loses the sight of both eyes in a heartbeat because of that shot, that bullet went into, into his brain and, and damaged the optic nerves. Yeah. And how was he able to overcome that? And he became a leader in the sports community after that. Things of that nature inspire me and I think inspire listeners to understand how important it is to see blindness and vision loss from a bright side. Um, I have tough stories as well, but always with a happy ending. Um, I have had people from many countries, I'm thinking United Kingdom, New Zealand, Canada, uh, in a few countries in Africa, um, Mexico, Argentina, Colombia, um, Germany, um, Italy, uh, ta -ta -ta, Spain, um, also, um, oh yeah, the Netherlands, Finland, um, Sweden. Um, I'm going to have someone from Russia coming up soon. Um, and so many different stories, but so common stories in a way as well. You know, everybody just doing their best to overcome obstacles and finding who they are and finding what is their purpose in life and sharing their thoughts their good times, their bad times, their talents, their abilities. I have had singers. Um, I have had um, pianists as well. I have had um, artists. Um, I have had painters, um, sculptors, um, journalists. Um, I have had uh, travelers. Um, I have had people who do audio description, people who are actors. Um, so many, so many different people that do so much for a community and, and, and they become advocates of themselves and others as well. Um, so the podcast is, is so important for me, Aaron. Not only gave me a job, gave me so important friends in my life. And it's important friends because I have learned so much from them. We have shared so much. They have helped me understand so many things. Um, I have no words to describe how lucky I am since the moment I said, you know what, I'm going to do a podcast. And people said, why? And I said, because I love to talk. And that was the beginning, Aaron. I love to talk. But I love to talk with a meaning, of course. Uh, saying something that at least to me matters. And maybe someone is going to say, huh, I find meaning in those words. So about platforms, well, many. Podomatic.com, it was the first one. Um, I had another one in Spanish at the same time. And then I switched into YouTube. Um, always audio interviews, though. Um, so I, I have had my, my podcast on YouTube for quite a while now, probably two, three years now. And since a few months ago, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Anchor as well, anchor.com as well. And basically, how you find it is super easy to just type LVB, like Low Vision Bureau. Um, so LVB Podcast Show. Um, you can type that on Spotify or Apple Podcast or uh, on Google, and you're going to find it on YouTube as LVB show or LVV podcast show, one of those two. Um, I've done hundreds of interviews over the years, 
but not so many are posted online only because some of them, I had them on Podomatic.com, but it was so expensive to keep it up at the time that California-based company raised their prices so much at that time because what happened was I had so many shows on that my hosting um, limit was not good enough, you know? So I had to upgrade. It cost me about three or $400 at the time, but I couldn't do it anymore. So that's why some are offline, but I'm uploading some of them again. So probably an Apple podcast in a few months, you'll have all of them. I have right now probably 60, 50 something, 50 something, something like that. Um, but it's wonderful because, you know, you find people that you interviewed so many years ago. Let me put an example, Aaron. I did an interview with the guy from Blind Square GPS application, Ilka Pirtima. And Ilka Pirtima and I did an interview about eight years ago. Well, guess what? I reached out to him a month ago and I said, Ilka, I would like to do a new interview with you. He said, oh my God, you again. Oh, wonderful. And we did it again. And I'm going to be uploading that in two weeks. <laughs> and he was like, wow. Yeah, that was like the first interview maybe I did in my life, you know, because our application was just getting um, on the Apple Store at that time. And, and so it's wonderful, the, the kind of connections and, and friends that you you do that way. So I applaud what you're doing, Aaron. And one of the things that I applaud about your show um, that I I have to um, be able to listen more to it because I love that you give some openness to to a person to, to talk about what they feel like and then you direct them to a specific topic. Uh, but I love that freedom, Aaron. <laughs> and it's funny. I did an interview with a guy... <laughs> from Louisiana and the guy comes to the show and, and he's like like too rigid you know what I mean so what's your name my name is Donald what do you do no like and I was like come on be more free you know um, I, I'm, I'm, I love when people have freedom of, of, of talking about whatever they want and they go deep into subjects and and, and, and so after that I said hey man you know, I I you can be more open, you know? And when he invited me to his show, we haven't been able to to make it happen yet. But, um, you know, if they give me a freedom, I'll talk a lot. If they don't give me a freedom, it's all right. You know what happened, Aaron? Um, great people from Florida. Um, do you live in Florida, by the way? Uh, I, I'm, I may that, uh, yes, but we, we tend to keep that on the download on the podcast, but yes. Uh-huh. Okay. So basically these people from Florida told me you can talk, but you have 15 minutes. And I say, oh my God, only 15. <laughs> so I prepare psychologically for that 15 minutes only, but they did mm -hmm. a good job, Aaron. Is it right. possible? It is possible to talk a little and be brief and Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Yes. Yes. So, I mean, all of that is, is extremely, extremely interesting. And I think that there are, you know, probably many, there might be many shows that are not truly open, you know, open as we would like them to be. But mm -hmm. at the same time, every podcaster um, has their, um, has their own, you know, has their own way of, of doing things. Yes, yes, definitely. That is, that is accurate. Um, so, and I mean, I got into podcasting about two or three years ago, as you know, because I was listening to a lot of, you know, podcasts around, you know, around the community. But I also noticed that a lot of them are not very open. A lot of them are very, very scripted and, in my opinion, just not not really open to other people's opinions, you know. And I had a, a huge problem with that. Um, I have, you know, so then I created an environment where the world can come and share the story. And that's that seems to be 
uh, because in my opinion, it seems like Aaron's opinion is growing very rapidly right now at this moment. But, you know, it seems to be that, that people need this content. They need to, you know, people to come and to talk about, um, you know, these critical, critical issues. De- definitely. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. I agree with you. Yes. So, you know, another interesting thing to talk about is when you were living in New York and anytime you live in a foreign country, a lot of silly things or a lot of funny things can happen. Um, what was the funniest thing that has ever happened to you while you were living in New York? Mm. Oh, my God, Aaron. Okay, so <laughs> I, <laughs> I am writing a book. Mm-hmm. That includes that. Um, I am. Oh, so, uh, well, so, so we should just we should just read the book then. You shouldn't tell me. You should read the book, right? <laughs> uh, but uh, yes and no, Aaron, because it's going to take me a few more years. <laughs> so, yeah, for our listeners, I better explain a little bit. Okay, so what was? Let me go back in time. I have been in New York City many times, and in. A few occasions I have spent there uh, a long time. So uh, once I spent three months in New York um, in 2010. The anecdotes are endless from that trip. And then I have been in New York City other times, uh, living there for some time. One, I was there for about a month. Then I was there for about six weeks. So in many occasions, I have been um, dealing with a daily life kind of in in New York City, and I have encountered so many anecdotes. I'm going to tell you two. Mm, The both of them include rats. Um, I'm sorry for ladies listening and, and all of that. but So both of these stories include what? I didn't I didn't catch the word. Both the stories include what? Rats, R A T S. Ah, rats, rats. Okay. Rats. Okay. Yes. Okay. The first one is, I met after so many years my best friend. I studied with him in Spain, and we met again in New York City a few years ago. And we were walking across. I think it was about probably 42nd Street and 7th Avenue, something like that. And I say to him, it was 10 p.m. at night. We are walking, and I say to him, how are you enjoying New York City? And he goes, well, and I was like, are you okay? (laughs) Yes, but there is a rat walking with us. What? A rat? Where is a rat? Well, you don't see it. Oh, that's true. I don't see it. Well, it's better that I don't see it, right? And he says, well, you're right. Yes. But I see it and it's huge. <laughs> and so, that, that, so that was, that's my sense of humor. Yeah, that's the irony. That's my sense of the self-deprecating sense of humor. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. yes. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. And that. Uh, I have to say, I remember watching on CNN mm-hmm. uh, a coverage uh, about rats in New York City in the 1990s or something like that. And you would see a rat eating a whole pizza. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, I guess that's why they get huge, you know? So, yeah, they eat a lot. Oh, boy. Anyways, um, going <laughs> to my second anecdote. Um one time, and this not many people know, but I know Ed Plumacher knows this, and he was laughing a lot when I told him. Um, I needed a place to stay, and this Dominican lady had a room. Um, this was in in Queens. Okay, yeah. Okay, so she had a place to stay, so I rented the room. I went in there. And at night, I start listening to these scratches, this weird noise coming from below my my bed. And it was like 
someone is, I thought it was maybe someone was doing some work, you know, late at night uh, at the apartment or something, you know. And I was like, give me a break. Ten at night and someone is working so late? It turns out there was a lot of rats at the apartment. And those were making that noise. So uh, needless to say, I ran away very, very fast with my cane in my two bags. Um, the same night, um, well, that goes into my book. I'm not going to say much about it. But um, the only thing I'm going to say is that lady needed to clean a little bit better the apartment. Um, because that should be already have been inferred by the listener. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you have a good point. Yes, but um, what, what, what is interesting about that, Aaron, is that when you don't see, it's a different connection to your reality than decided people who freak out because they are seeing, you know, everything about the rat. I am listening to the rat, but I, I don't physically see it, and they were... They were not in the open, kind of, you know. They were not running around in my room. They were, like, digging in somewhere. It was strange. But I knew it was them. And when I said that to the lady who rented the room, said, oh, yeah, that that's normal here. And, and I said, yeah, it's normal to you. It's not normal to me. So goodbye, you know, because... <laughs> I mean, come on. You know, you know what she said, they're only for listeners. She said, make sure when you go to the kitchen, you don't leave anything anywhere. So it's like you put it in there and you eat it and you go. And I said, why? The rats. And I said, what do you mean? And she said, well, we have a lot of them. And I said, you don't clean or anything? Well, sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. (laughs) Okay. Um, You know, Aaron, I said, you will excuse me, but where is the door? The door? Yes, to leave. And I, I left right away because... I, I, I couldn't stand that. And I, you know, it's like, I love cats. And we have cats. Yeah. If you have some cats there, they wouldn't have that problem. But, oh, well, Aaron, what can I say? You were going to say something, excuse me. Well, no, that's, that sounds very, that sounds very interesting. I mean, that's a very funny thing. It sounds like, you know, not, not to be judgmental, but probably almost certainly that woman had that, that, that Dominican that you're talking about. She had, obviously she had some other problems because uh, obviously people in any country, Colombia or Dominican Republic or United States, doesn't matter who you are. You don't allow your home to be overrun by rats. Now, sometimes that can be, a problem in very old homes, but then you get them exterminated anyway. But yet, to digress, she probably had some other problems. So actually, yes, she that that's yes. that's kind of a sign yes. that she was showing you that something else was wrong with her. But but let's not let's not worry about her. Let's not let's not judge her. Just saying, yeah, probably there was there was more there was more beneath the surface there. Um, anyway, yeah. though, that's very funny and also not also not surprising. Yeah, yeah. In a couple in a couple of weeks, I'm going to actually get a kitten. I'm going to get a baby cat for my first pet cat. Um, it's a bit really? of a long story. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you have a cat now in Colombia? Do you have a cat? Yes, of course. And I say of course because we have always had cats. 
let me tell you. Oh, I see. But in other, it's interesting to to tell the listener that in other countries, pets are significantly less common. So that's all. That's all very interesting. But yeah, cats are popular in in any country, really. That's really that's really good. But okay. But but so, but but you make a good point, Elon. You make a a good point. In Colombia, cats are not very popular. Dogs are more. Yes. Yeah, I I can I can understand. But then again, cat. The thing is, cats keep the rodents away. And they take cats kind of make yes. a better pet overall. But I'm also I also had two dogs. Um, I don't want to get into a big discussion right now as we start to close out. But <laughs> I, I had two dogs, one of which was a guide dog, actually. But, yeah, I'm a huge dog person. But now now I'm a cat person. So it's the cats. You know, it's, it's great to have Wonderful. a pet that takes care of itself. And that's why cats are really are really sweet. So so all of that, all of these things are really, really, really fascinating, man. Um, and just your, your kindness and just the cute way that you tell all the stories in that very blunt and very, very direct way that I love. I just, I just loved having the conversation with you today, man. Um, let's see here. Um, yeah, yeah, I have time. You know what we're going to say? I have time to ask, to ask to end the episode today by saying it was a, a tremendous honor, Alvaro, to have you on Aaron's opinion. Love the conversation as I do, by the way, I love every conversation because podcasting works. That's why I love love doing this for you. But I'm going to end today's episode by saying from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Um, but of course, you probably know how I'm going to end the episode by saying, so Alvaro, if you could ask me only one question to really make me sweat, to see if I'm really worth my salt as a podcaster, what one question do you want to ask me? Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. It was a great pleasure as well. Time flies. Um, Only one question, my friend. Okay, definitely. My question is, do you know how to speak Spanish? No. I speak speak English and I speak French. Je parle français, but I do not... I do not speak Spanish. No. Okay, okay. Well... Um, it's a wonderful language to learn in such a diverse world. We need Chinese, we need Spanish, we need English. <laughs> it seems. <laughs> Maybe even more languages. So, Aaron, um, you know, you have a way of, of talking. What, what, what did you study? Can you tell me? Sure. In university, I studied international affairs. Um, but I've been listening, I've been listening to books my entire life from the time when I was a little boy, I've been listening to things my entire life. And then over time, I just got, you know, got really used to speaking to people and having conversations over a period of time. So, so thank you. I'm glad that you you recognize that. And thank you for joining me today. Um, I would just like to say that we're going to say you guys can click the links in the description to learn more about Alvaro and I'm sure that I will be a guest on his show very very soon yes yes Yes. okay thank you so much you are you are so welcome as we end every episode usually in the outro but I'll say it here on the recording thanks so much everybody from all over the world Um, stay safe out there Uh, keep podcasting and as we like to say help one person today help one million people tomorrow You've been listening to Alvaro's Pet Rat right here on Life Improvement Radio on the Helium Radio Network, wherever else you get a podcast, or of course, watching it right here on YouTube. All right. Alvaro, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Thanks so much for taking the time out of your very busy life and very successful life down there in Colombia. Thanks so much for taking the time to join us today. I really appreciated learning from you. And I just really appreciated your spirit and your personality and just all the love you have for the world. I just really appreciated it. And it was just such a good learning experience for me. And I hope that the all the other guests and all the other all the other listeners around the world and the audience also, you know, really appreciate uh, your perspective on life. It was beautiful. So thank you. Okay. To join the public WhatsApp group or you want to get in touch with the show, 1240-681-9869. Uh, at Aaron's Opinion on Instagram, at A-A-R-O-N-S-O-P-I-N-I-O-N, and that's on Instagram. Aaron's Opinion 6 at gmail.com, 
A-A-R-O-N-S-O-P-I-N-I-O-N-6 at gmail.com. Follow on Twitter. Follow on Facebook. Comment below on YouTube. Even consider becoming a patron on the Patreon page. I would like to take this time once again. Thank you, Alvaro, Alvaro Gutierrez from Colombia for joining us today. Thank you again to the Helium Radio Network for syndicating Aaron's opinion every Thursday. I really appreciate it. Thank you to all of the interesting guests who have contributed, are contributing, and will contribute an episode or two or three, hopefully, to Aaron's opinion. Yeah. And thank you to everyone in the audience from all four corners of the globe. Um, especially, or not necessarily especially, but you can be listening to Aaron's opinion. Hopefully we'll have even more people from Colombia and Latin America tuning into Aaron's opinion, which is wonderful, along with all the countries from around the world who listen every Thursday, um, or especially on Thursdays when we release new episodes for you, but really you can listen every day, really. So thank you, everyone. Uh, Alvaro, keep up your great work. God bless you. I really appreciated the conversation. It was wonderful. And you're always welcome here on Aaron's Opinion. Uh, And so to everyone else around the world, that was a great episode. I enjoyed recording it as always. Um, And uh, see you next time. See you next week. Same same time, same place, right? And uh, stay safe out there, everyone. Stay healthy. Keep podcasting. Keep being successful and all of that, okay? So as I like to say, help one person today, help one million people tomorrow. This is the Aaron's Opinion Podcast. I'm Aaron Richmond, and thank you for listening to another exciting episode of Aaron's Opinion, the podcast for blind people where we speak about critical issues in the blindness community from all over the world. And thanks so much, everybody. And uh, yeah, until next time, uh, as I say, this is the Aaron's Opinion Podcast on Life Improvement Radio on the Helium Radio Network.